Alice Paul's with us tonight. Uh, welcome. So happy to have you with us. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you. We, well, um, he and I worked it out ahead. He's going to start with a song so we can all kind of get used to things. So. Take me to a driving movie Put your body right next to me Whisper promises to me Roll the windows down When you look at me like that Kiss me and I kiss you right back Break your heart, give it to me Take me to a drive Take me on a long vacation Outbound from an old train station We'll watch the world go by Till we close our eyes in a sleeping car We'll wake up in a brand new place You're the only one who knows my face Looking for a little salvation Take me on a long vacation Take me, take me Take me, take me Take me on a roller coaster I want to feel my heart turn over Till I'm upside down, can't touch the ground There's no gravity I wanna feel my blood rush Just like the first time we touched Wanna fall over and over and over Take me on a roller coaster Take me, take me Doesn't matter where we go Take me, take me I don't even have to know Take me, take me Take me slow Take me to a driving movie Slide a little closer much that's uh I, i'm a drive-in movie from your new cd yes. chasing beauty right I okay wonderful not even out of the plastic yet i know it's great it's shimmering under the bright lights of the radio station um i, I was reading that this cd was fan funded yes. i'm not exactly sure what that means um you know all those uh big enormous uh windmill farms in the midwest mm -hmm. All that money goes directly into my bank account. Oh, nice! And uh, all the money that they're saving 
it's fan funded that way. And uh, I'm, Indiana is actually <laughs> was the biggest contributor to the. There's this really big uh, windmill farm, and that's where you're not buying it, are you? No. No. Uh, yeah, people uh, people sent money uh, through the internet, uh, and they they uh, received all of these perks, um, an advanced copy of the album, their name in the album, house concerts, guitars, posters, original artwork, all all these lifetime passes. <laughs> to my, shows. my firstborn kid, my secondborn kid, my both both ex-wives. It's good. It's the those, those worked out pretty good for you for those things. And we raised $125,000, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and it's the second time I've done it. And um, I've spent um, the earlier part of my career on, on labels. And uh, of course, now with the internet being the way it is, we don't really need to do that. Um, so uh, yeah, doing it all in-house. And uh, my management company basically plays record label. And we hire people to do radio promotion. and. And then I hit the road and go find those people that contributed and say thank you and try and convince others that the music is worthy of buying. And it's been working great. And here you are in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Who knew that it would end up being here? <laughs> yeah. Rhinelander. <laughs> I want to know what that means. Where did it come from? It's a guy. It is a guy? Yeah, it's a it's guy. It's a guy? <laughs> Named after a guy, yeah. What's his first name? I don't know. Roy? I want to say John. I don't know. Roy Rylander. That's a hard one. <laughs> Ray. Charles Rylander. Well, we could just call it. We'll just call it Charles Chuck. Okay. Uh, like to be Chuck Rylander. We can make up a whole history on him. Well, anyway, um, this no CD. This is, I believe, it's is it this your nineteenth? Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, something like okay, that. Okay, that's I would a say lot. quite prolific. Well, there are live a, albums in there, children's uh -huh. records. Um, some side projects with friends. So it's, um, they're not all uh, original adult music. Uh, yeah. I've got a Christmas album, two kids albums. So it's, a, it's really a hodgepodge of uh, a lot of music, a lot of words, lots of chords. Well, and not only that, lots of subjects. You must be an avid reader because I I, yeah. just the, the amount of, of subjects you covered on this one CD, it's, it's quite astounding. Well, thank you. It, so you is a inspiration come from reading or you know well everywhere you from, know what yeah. happens with songwriters is you pick up the guitar and the first thing you do is you write about all of your personal relationships and in the circle of your life so your girlfriends your wives your parents and then you empty the well so to speak and you empty the coal mine of all the coal and so those are the early records right and then okay. you get to the second tier and you start looking beyond your personal life and that's really the difference between being a folk singer and a singer songwriter is when you bridge outside of that circle and start singing songs about other people and other people's lives and their relationship to yours and and then further and further out you get you start getting into the woody guthrie area of writing about everything and uh, everything but you directly mm -hmm. and, and then you become a real folk singer and I'm somewhere well, in the middle this CD goes from everything from Johnny Cash to um, a soldier returning from Afghanistan to a blue-collar musician to the Boston Red Sox to Shakespeare just and more stuff besides that so yeah <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely running out of subject and really reaching, uh, <laughs> really stretching my 
<laughs> you got to be careful what you say to me because I'll use it in a song. You, you have to be, <laughs> Thanks for the warning. People don't talk to me the same way anymore. <laughs> They're careful around me. <laughs> well, do you have another song you'd like to uh, yeah, do for us? Sure. Is it from this or is it going to... I'm going to okay. do a song called Chasing Beauty from, that, okay. from the album. It's the title track. It's a song about a road trip. I'm on a constant road trip. Today I woke up at 5 in the morning. I got to the airport by about 6. Got on a plane and I flew to Minneapolis, then drove all the way here from Minneapolis. And much like the very first road trip that I took, I was 19, picking up my first car from my sister. She lived in Minneapolis. It was a Ford Pinto, 125,000 miles. It was a hand-me-down powder blue. It looked like a girl's car. Women love the Ford Pinto. And I drove it down to Denver, then up to Chicago, then down to St. Louis, to Washington, D.C., then up to Boston, where I was going to school. And it was like every day was a new adventure. It was about where I was going, not where I was. I could be standing on the lip of the Grand Canyon thinking about tomorrow's journey and where it was going to take me. You know, it's not like now. Now I want to move slowly, now that I'm your age. Life is like a slow walk on the Appalachian Trail. I'm trying not to trip over things. I'm trying to find that vista where I can just stand still and empty out. Be in the moment, not think about yesterday. But this is about the first trip, looking back at it and looking back on, at all the freedoms. Like you understood for the very first time what the word freeway meant. It's called Chasing Beauty. Let's shoot out the satellites and Throw in wishes at the twilight And are you a raging Blazing occasionally raising a bottle to the night You said every dream that could cross our lips Lies just beyond our fingertips I caught some, some I let slip my fingers tied But we both lost track I was an open road And you can't look back When you're chasing beauty Train on fire, blazing in the moonlight. Are you alright? I'm alive and wide awake. The highway rises, turns, and falls like an Oklahoma waterfall. Come jump in. The water was cool. Your words, hell, promises, love. Chase 
on the Mississippi. Oh, we are on always at the Golden Gate, which she sings a beauty. Oh, little Miss Adelaide, you'll never be cowed. You're like a box sky You'll never be held down by a ghost town Watching the world spin circles in the night You said a woman in motion Stays in motion Can't be stopped by mountain man or ocean Tell me, was your world so fast You can't stand still at a crossroads time We fall Time was an open road And you can't back When you're chasing in the White Pine Room with Alice Paul tonight. What did you call this? The, the White, White Pine Room. The White Pine. Mm -hmm. Even though it's cherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's cherry, okay, well, it's nice. Um, when you get ready to do a new CD, like when you started to think about doing this one, tell a little bit about your songwriting process. I mean, do they come quick? Do they come easy? Do they, is it um, take forever? How does it work for you? Well, generally, you know, the, you, people talk about what it's like to make a documentary film. You go out and you, you shoot about 100 uh, hours of footage, interview a bunch of people, try and capture a subject from every angle without really knowing what the, the line's going to be. The, the story is told through editing and getting that, you know, 100 hours into it into a one-hour movie or two-hour movie. So you, you can imagine the things that are left behind, and that's kind of what an album is all about. You're, you've written maybe 30 or 40 songs and you're trying to find a through line where all the songs kind of connect mm -hmm. for people's ears so that they can um, be taken on a journey that makes sense to them. So you're not putting a polka song next to a, a jazz song next to a folk song. It, so it's, there's some, you know, some kind of through line that makes sense both sonically and subject matter wise. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's generally how they come about. Do you have a favorite song over your career that you wrote? One, just... Yeah, well, you know, they all, I don't like to talk about it out loud because the other songs get upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, there's about 500 songs that would be really angry if I, <laughs> if I, if I picked that one song. Elevated but yes, that I, one. I do have, I have one song that's uh, cathartic to play and it does everything that I'm proud of um, my art for. It's got the real nice finger picking and it's got um, some singer-songwriter elements but some rock elements too. It's, I could play it for you. Oh, that I'd love that. Um, 
and uh, just don't tell the other songs. No, no. No, it won't leave this room. Well, except for the radio. <laughs> it's called Maria's Beautiful Mess. And um, the guitar part I love. She fell to the mattress with the grace of an actress. You're falling like a thief from a room. She's asking for proof. Are you staying outside? You hear mission bells. Welcome to Maria's beautiful mess in a cluttered apartment on the west side. She pulls the blinds wide. You watch how her dress. Falls round her And the world slows the clock Shows a wrinkle in the flow of time She steps close, eyes close Lips pop open like a bottle of wine And she love like it's thirst Like she's never Dancing just like nobody's watching. Is this love? Is this curse? Feels like the first time falling. Nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Oh, nobody's watching. Watching. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Puts on some music She asked you to choose it You sang her back a curse when lying Now Ella is singing holy, soulfully Bringing up better times And beneath the tune So she's smiling on an unmade bed she says, what's in the middle that scares you? Does it dare you to take a moment and just slow down? And the world slows the clock, shows a wrinkle in the flow of time. She steps close, eyes closed, lips pop open. A bottle of wine And she'll love like it's thirst Like she's never been hurt She's dancing just like nobody's watching Is this love, is this curse? Feels like the first time falling Nobody's watching All the curtains all down The stars fall around you She's smiling like the Mona Lisa Oh, I see you, oh, I see, I say, I say you. Ooh, 
you. That is a beauty. That's a nice song. Very Thank nice. you. I can barely hear you over the clapping. I mean, I'm actually, I can't hear you at all, so I have no you idea. You can't hear you, me? I just said thank you. I'm oh. assuming it was a compliment. <laughs> yes, it was a compliment. Because your head was bobbing up and down. Okay. And can you really not hear me? Only when they're clapping. I, I can hear oh, you now. Oh, okay, Fine. okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, I see you, you came here with just one guitar. I did. Is yes. that pretty normal for you to just travel with one? When I'm flying, I, um, I usually just bring one. Okay. When I'm traveling on the East Coast, um, and I tend to drive... Um, Anything uh, from the Mississippi to the east, I, I end up driving a lot. Um, so, and I have to tell you that I have 499,000 miles on my car. I was gonna, I, I read that and I w had to ask you what kind it is because I want to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a Honda CRV. Oh, no wonder. And it's so, a Honda. Um, I have a Honda that, but it's only got 230,000 miles. Well, that's on great, it. though. That's yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for the 500,000 mile. Oh mark. yeah. And I just I have to tell you, I just it just broke down last week, and I put $2,500 into it because it, it needs to go. I wanted to go over the 500,000. Oh it yeah. Just, I would have cried to have not brought it over that mark. So. Oh, I, you have I, to now. Yeah, an expensive song in that. Yeah. <laughs> I put out, you know, I'm trying to build um, the tension on Facebook and Twitter about it, you know, so I've been posting 498, the picture of the <laughs> odometer at 498, and I just posted 499, and Car Talk picked it up. Um, they, I, will, I went to bed, and there was about 6,000 hits on it, you know, which is it's decent for, for a, a post that doesn't really have anything to do with music, and, and then I woke up, and it had 170,000 hits. <laughs> Because Car Talk picked it up overnight, and um, and then I got a lot of people wondering whether I was, f uh, you know, driving and doing the video at the same time. I had a, I, people are so annoying. I had a passenger do all the filming, but but um, they, how would they know? They they didn't know, so I had to, I had to go fight the skeptics and say I did it safely. And oh, congratulations! And, uh, I'm, I'm I know you'll get there. I will. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think yeah. I'm, I'm only um, I'm under 400 miles to the. So oh, when, yeah. I, when I go, come, go back home after this trip, I'll, I'll hit it. I just have to figure out how to make the event huge. I took paint and I painted around the odometer <laughs> what the year the car was and what the make and model of the car was so people would know without asking. And I put my website and the Pepsi logo. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> no, there's... Well, you know, they, I, I read that Honda, uh, there was a guy in Maine who took um, a Civic over a million miles and they actually bought him, they bought him a new car when that happened. So, but I've got 10 years to go for that. That's, <laughs> I can't wait. I don't think I can wait that long. And I don't think they're, I don't know if they're paying attention at all, but, uh, but I'm going to make a big fuss about it. I'm going to make an internet fuss about it. As you should. Yes. And I'll. All the haters come out. I'm thinking about the internet, it's so weird, is that you get all these people just, they're either really in love with the moment or they really hate you for the moment. And you don't get any in between, like, oh, this is okay. <laughs> it's always, wow, you're amazing, or you are an idiot. It's one of the, it's those, those two extremes. There's those no, okay people just don't say anything, because they, they're like, it's they, okay. They don't, and they, everyone thinks that you have to put you know, emo emoticons or exclamation points yeah. in order to get your point across. And, no one is just really wanting to be bland on the internet. They think, 
they have to have some kind of big effect. So, you know, me included. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe, I don't know, releasing balloons somewhere. I don't know. I'm going to do a little video. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll write a song. Well, anyway, getting back to the guitar. Oh, sure, yeah. What is there? It's a, it's a tailor, I believe. It is a tailor. Okay, is there anything about it, or it, it's, it's your uh, favorite, or? Well, yes, this is, um, this is like my, the love of my life as far as um, instruments go. Uh, and the reason I'm, 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 I have this guitar is because I, I fell out with another guitar. It was like the, the relationship that you had before the one that you're in now. That was a stepping stone to the one you're in now. So even though it was horrible, it led to good things. And uh, I was playing at a place called McCabe's. It's a, a great guitar store in Los Angeles. And they have a, a big room where they put on concerts, and they've been doing it for 40 or 50 years. And Joni Mitchell's played there, and Springsteen's played there. Every, every, but it's a tiny room, maybe 200 seats. And I went in there to do my show, my annual show, and they, there was a little Martin Parlor guitar um, in the glass case beautiful little Martin Parlor guitar and my knees buckled the second I saw it it was so pretty and and it sounded when I took it out of the case it sounded as beautiful as it, as it looked but there was a there's a tag on it and I knew it was gonna hurt and I turned it around there was a comma in the tag <laughs> it said seven thousand dollars which is far more than my car is wor worth it and I thought well I can't I can't I can't I can't, I can't buy it but I asked them, could I play it that night? And, and they said, sure, just call us out for it. So in the middle of my show, I called out. They brought the guitar out on their shoulders like they were carrying some Egyptian princess. And <laughs> the crowd went nuts for it. I played one song on it. And then, and then I, I went home heartbroken because I couldn't buy it. But I came back the next year, and it was still in the glass case. And, and I played three or four songs on it that night. Went home brokenhearted. I came back again the third year. And by that point, it was like we were dating. <laughs> I was becoming emotionally attached to the idea of owning the guitar, and I actually took a credit card out to put $2,000 down on it. And a friend was with me, and he said, you're out of your mind. You're not going to travel with that guitar. You're out of your mind. You could buy eight guitars with that guitar. Are you going to take that guitar to Rylander, Wisconsin in February? <laughs> really? Really? You're going to do that? And I said, you know, I'll think about it. I was going home to Virginia for a couple weeks and I, I, I did that and I came back to LA for some work. And while I was away, I thought, you know, it, it would be worth the, the risk. Anything that you're in love with is worth the risk. You know, so, so be it. I knew that guitar was gonna bring out the best in all of my playing. It was gonna make me wanna play, first of all, like every day. If I saw the guitar there and I had a moment, I would grab it and play, I knew that. And uh, you know, I do this about 180 days a year. I'm on the road um, playing and singing somewhere. So if you're gonna be Fred Astaire, you wanna dance with Ginger Rogers, and that guitar was Ginger Rogers, and I, I, I realized that it's so be it. If it was gonna crack in the middle of winter in Wisconsin, so be it. If an airline was gonna drop it, so be it. I, it was worth the risk, and I flew back to LA, and I drove to McCabe's, and I ran inside, ran up to the glass case, and it was gone. Oh, no. Neil Young had bought it. <laughs> I didn't know he was a dentist as well. <laughs> but I could see my reflection in the glass, and my hands were open-palmed, and my knees were bent, and I looked like I, I, looked like I was going to have a heart attack. And I said, look at you. 
what, what happened to you? You allowed yourself to get caught up in this thing you couldn't afford in the first place. You already have 12 guitars. You don't need another guitar. And now you're like hurt by it. And I, was, I just made a vow right then and there that I'd never look at guitars again. They would come to me. I wouldn't look for them. And then I played a show in Oklahoma about a year later, a similar kind of show at an amazing guitar store in Oklahoma, El Reno, Oklahoma. It's called Oklahoma Vintage Guitars. I was there a little early, and the owner comes out to me and says, Ellis, I can't believe you're here. There's this guitar that we just got in the store. And the second I opened the case, I thought, this is Ellis Paul's guitar. It strums really big. It finger picks really balanced. It's got a lot of depth, and it's absolutely gorgeous. You've got to set your eyes on this. And I said, Bobby, I'm not seeing guitars anymore. <laughs> but he dragged me into the store. And, and I call it Guinness because of the, it's got two-tone wood for you in Radioland. It looks like um, a, a black and tan or a Guinness oh, yeah. beer when you put it up on its side. Guinness was hanging on the wall, and he just ran his fingers across it. went on and on and on and on and so rich sounding and it's made out of cocobola wood which is a, a wood made in Peru and the blonde that you're seeing in the wood is where the sap line has cleared it until it turned blonde instead of brown it's got three horses running up the neck and three tones of wood beautiful abalone inlay around the circumference and the sound hole it's got this sharp cutaway which is very rare and I never play up here at all but sometimes I just do this <laughs> I wish Don't you could. <laughs> and I said, could I play it during the show? And he said, sure, just call us out. So I called out for it at the show, and they brought it out to me. And I was playing it, just one song, and I realized I didn't know how much it cost, and I knew it was going to hurt when I found out. And then I saw a tiny little tag on it. They hadn't put a sticker on it, but a tiny little tag. And uh, I looked at it, and it had a comma, and it said... $9,000. More of an orthodontist guitar. <laughs> and I felt all the frustration of being in the 99th percentile. This is a one percenter's guitar. And I knew it, and I knew I couldn't afford it. And I got off stage, and I was angry with Bobby. And I said, why are you setting me up on this blind date with something that was beyond me in every single, why would you do that? And how do you sell a $9,000 guitar in the middle of El Reno, Oklahoma, which is in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. It's like an hour and a half from Oklahoma City. But it's this incredible, I don't even know how could you actually sell a guitar this expensive. And he said, you know, Ellis, you're right. We don't get a lot of traffic in here, but the traffic we do get is pointed traffic. These are people who see what we have in stock. They're guitar collectors, aficionados of the instrument. And they, if they see something they like, they get in their car. They come up from Texas. They come down from Kansas, down from Canada. They fly in from the East Coast, from the West Coast. We have tour buses pulling up all the time. In fact, Neil Young is coming in next week. <laughs> And we know how that would end. <laughs> so I bought the guitar. <laughs> and the best part of the story is that uh, he knew that I couldn't afford it, so he just gave it to me at his cost. He didn't make a dime on the transaction. It was, oh, it was less than half off, and, um, and it has been everything that I, I wanted it to, to be. The song's called Rose Tattoo.
I got laid off, it's Monday I'm calling to tell you It don't sit with me well I feel like I failed you You say we got each other And that's plenty enough And I know that's true But we got one kid coming One still in diapers It's a rainy drive home one good wiper, leave the porch light on I need a beacon just to pull me to you If I ever lost you I would be lost too Just drifting in a sea of blue You're in my skin like a rose like a rose tattoo Now the economy's crashing And this poor boy's laughing Cause there's nothing to do We don't live in no mansion There's no bling to put on Only Walmart fashion will do Inside the house the baby screaming, the pasta steaming, and I look through the windows, feels like I'm dreaming. You pull the door open, say daddy when you're coming home. If I ever lost you, I would be lost too. Just drifting in a sea of you're in my skin like a rose tattoo, like a rose tattoo. And you say, well, fine for the best case scenario. And then you put Van Morrison on a stereo. Sure, there's trouble in the boardrooms, trouble in the factories, trouble in the alleys out back. We've got love in these patterns, and love is what matters. Baby, I got your back. I've got your back. If I ever lost you, I would be lost too. Just drifting in a sea of blue. You're in my skin like a rose, like a rose tattoo, like a rose tattoo.
love that. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of tattoos, yes, you have one. I do have a tattoo. <laughs> I know it's kind of personal. Well, no, it's not. Per well, it's not personal. Um, you know, frequently I have people uh, uh, coming up to me to show me their tattoos because of that song, especially mm -hmm. if they kept this, a tattoo because of the song. And uh, I don't really like that much. But yours is is uh, a Woody Guthrie, I believe. R right, mine okay. is Woody Woody Guthrie, and I that's why I'm not advocating anyone get tattoos on. Because mine is 20, I got it when I was 26, so it's over 20 years old. So he might have been, or he must have been pretty influential for you. He was, he was. He makes for a great songwriter, but not an extraordinary tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he looked good in, in the early days. I'd show it. <laughs> Don't we all? I'd show it to you now, but it looks more like Oprah Winfrey now. <laughs> But um, yes, it's the, the tattoo is sort of like a badge of, uh, it's like a reminder of, um, you know, I think as far as uh, his mission statement and what he did with his music, mm -hmm. I think he had an I idealism that was really uh, inspiring and uh, I certainly don't try and live up to it, but I'm, it's sort of, if I need my backbone straightened, I go to him for alignment and uh, he reminds me that music is supposed to entertain and educate and move and inform and uh, and help make the world turn smoother and smarter and, and more empathetically and and uh, that's why he's that's why he's, my that's body. why he's tattooed on yeah. is there any uh, chance you would do God's promise mm. is that something that you're ready to do tonight I don't think I can okay only, this is one one reason why um, I play it on a tenor guitar. Oh, okay. And that's the guitar that I'm not here with because I flew. Um, so I tend not to play it unless I have that guitar because the nuances on the guitar are very important to how I play it. And uh, it would just sound a little bit muddy on this and I, I, I wouldn't want to put myself through it. But I'm, it's still one of my best songs. And, and Well, uh, and that is, it was his lyrics in your music. Is yes, that right? Yes, okay. yeah, I put uh, his daughter, uh, his daughter actually met her husband over my shoulder. Um, I was at a, a conference and, and Nora Guthrie, that's Woody's daughter, heard about the tattoo and she wanted me to show it to her. And uh, I did at a bar and uh, a crowd gathered around to look at it. It's almost like a holy kind of moment when I took my, my shirt down on my shoulder and um, uh, there was a, a DJ from Germany who came over to look at it and over my shoulder, the two of them started to bat eyelashes at one another. <laughs> and they got married six months later. And uh, you know, for a long time I thought I was their matchmaker, you know, that I had introduced them and she pointed out to me that it was really her father, I was just the getaway driver. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really have much to do with it, it was all him. Well, really nice, and I know Pete Seeger was also an influence, and also, I believe, Bill Morrissey? Yeah, Bill Morrissey, okay. uh, who was a great New England uh, folk artist, from, yeah. uh, lived in New Hampshire at the end of his life. He produced my first record, and um, another really brilliant, brilliant writer, and uh, a great chronicler of life and um, through music, and he was a big influence. And, and Pete, just uh, same thing, you know, yeah. just sort of very, Anytime I need to be aligned, I think of those guys and what would they do, 
most people say, what would Jesus do? And I say, what would Pete and Woody and... And um, Bill do. And Bill do. Yeah. As long as it's not about drinking, I'm cool. It's good. <laughs> well, coincidentally, Garnet Rogers was here a couple months ago, and he also mentioned Bill Morrissey. As did he an really? Influence. Yes, he oh, did. Wow. He told a little story about him, as a matter of fact. Great. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good. Because I look at them as peers, because they were about the same age. Yeah. But yeah. peers are influential to you as well. I know that. So. Yeah. Well, how about another song, Ellis? Sure. Oh, just to remind the listeners, we are live from the White Pine with Ellis Paul. Let's see. Will you sing with me? (laughs) I think we can do this. Uh, The question is if we can do it loudly. Will you sing loudly with me? Will you? You don't. You don't have. You don't have to sing well, you just have to sing loud. Can you, can you, because that's what, it's not so much a sing-along as it is a shout-along. Okay? This is an open daddy-o for anyone at home. It's D-A-D-D-A-D, that's the tuning of the guitar. Looks like my high school report card. Art and Jim. So this is a tribute to the late great Johnny Cash, and it's based on a night where he kicked out 56 stage lights at the Grand Old Opry. He was having narcotics issues at the time, but it showed his willingness to go to places most people weren't willing to go. He was, um, especially in light of what country music uh, is, today, most of the, and I've been in Nashville and written songs with, uh, with songwriters down there, and they're always thinking about commercial writing. They're not thinking about what people should hear, they're thinking about what people want to buy, what can they sell, and uh, so, and there's, real, there's sometimes very great art in that, but uh, Johnny was more about writing about what was important, whether you wanted to hear it or it made you uncomfortable or not, he was going to do whatever that thing was. But this is a uh, song that was inspired by that night where he kicked out 56 stage lights at the Grand Old Opry. Okay. Now I'm going to teach you your part. We don't have a mic on you, so you have to sing loud, otherwise it's going to sound ridiculous. Because there'll be this blank spot. I'll be singing, and then there'll be a blank spot. So you have to sing loud enough for the mics, okay? Kick out the lights. One, two, kick out the lights. One, two, kick out the lights. Now just the women in between these. Kick out the lights. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Kick out the lights. Kick out the lights. Now the women, that's you guys. You gonna say? They got this in Minnesota last night. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. All right, so you're going to sing Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Ready? And kick out the lights. You're going to sing both, right? One, two, three. Kick out the lights. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Kick out the lights. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Kick out the lights. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Kick out the lights. Now Johnny Cash, the man in black, was at the Grand Ole Opry, drunk on ambition, 
Whiskey, coffee, was dancing with demons Nothing could stop him tonight Tonight, thought it felt like a church He said a little prayer Ran to the stage, taking two or three stairs You could heck hello John He wouldn't care, cause tonight He's gonna kick off the lights, kick off the lights Kick out the lights, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Kick out the lights, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Kick out the lights, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Now you can play a big theater to chandeliers and pearl. Rage inside a stadium to rows of pretty girls. Take your fancy jet tour around the world if you like. It's alright. Are you complaining? Fulton prison to the robbers, the crooks, the 300 killers getting back dirty looks. If there's a prison ride, you're gonna get the hook so tonight. You better kick out the lights. I play on John, Johnny till the last notes go. Rachel, John, John, Johnny till the last notes go. So sing your little love song about lying Leaving your mama's good cooking How you can't break even Your pickup truck Or all your girlfriends cheating It's alright If you like Or you can sing a ring of fire And how God cut you down By cocaine freight train Sunday morning coming down How you shot a man in Reno To paint the town Well damn right You'll be kicking out the lights, kick out the lights, I was nervous <laughs> about trying it. That was a home run. Sounded excellent. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, we're getting short on time, but I want to ask you quickly, what was it like to grow up in Maine? Maine is one of those states that to me is just seems like it would be just a really neat place to live. Well, I grew up in northern Maine. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot like Wisconsin 
Except instead of cheese, there's potatoes. Oh, yeah. okay. We have potatoes. Too. You have potatoes yeah. too here. You have corn oh, and yeah. wheat and oh, yeah. cheese. But what we don't have are like antique shops that say wine, antiques, cheese. <laughs> and we don't have those. You know, we don't. It's great. The main is like, uh, you know, it's such a, it's a hodgepodge. Really, have so many different regions. There's the the northern part, the very northern part of the main is. Um, Acadian and it's French Canadian and um, most people are bilingual. There's even on the American side There's a lot of French speaking people and um, Americans are walking around with accents. I was born there and I had to have uh, we moved to the Midwest when I was about five and I had to have speech lessons when I got out here Because people couldn't understand that accent when I got and then we moved back to Maine and I had to have speech lessons to get rid of <laughs> The way because I brought back the way you talk and everyone was like I don't understand what that means what you, you pronounce A different than uh, it's weird. The yeah. accents change and and that and then the the central upper part um, where I grew up uh, and went to high school as uh, farm country uh, on on the the right side the eastern side and on the western side is all lumber like just trees for as far as your imagination will take you for hundreds of miles into Canada and then uh, of course the coastal area which is incredibly beautiful and um, has spectacular homes and lobstermen and, and fishermen of all kinds and sailors and uh, it's a rugged beauty it's um, it's a little bit like Lake Michigan up 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 in the northern areas where it's really rocky and um, and then of course there's the sort of wooded area of the uh, southwestern Maine and it's got ski slopes and lots of trees and tiny little towns with a square and a single gas station and no McDonald's. It's so small that McDonald's hasn't even bothered with it. That's when you know you're really culturally in Maine. Yeah. And no street lights. Right, no street lights, no stop signs. Just some guy complaining on the corner about the cars going by. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we have time for about one more song, Ellis. Okay. I'm just gonna tune for the last five minutes. <laughs> I promised you a song, but I'm gonna do it after. So if you don't mind, I'm just gonna sit with you. I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna, I just decided that this is probably right. I'm gonna sing you the, the most recent song that I wrote. I just wrote this a week ago. Because of that, I'm not really sure I have it memorized. <laughs> it's perfect for live radio. <laughs> There'll be, be a few pregnant pauses where I'm searching for the right words. I wrote this in Nashville with a guy named Jamie Kent. We were, I just got my first publishing deal. So I've been going down to Nashville to write songs with commercial writers and as a sideline. When I'm not traveling doing the folk circuit, I'll go and write country songs and then go back to the folk circuit. And, and then other people sing those songs? Is that kind of how it works? Okay, hopefully, okay. <laughs> Tim McGraw. That, that's the idea. <laughs> just him, nobody else. <laughs> I know Jesus, haven't saved a soul, haven't walked on water, as we're talking about ice and snow. There's gossip in the choir, but I'm the luckiest guy I know. But I ain't no Jesus. 
haven't saved a soul. I ain't no Messiah. I don't know much about wrong or right. Wouldn't want to be a blind man asking me for sight. Probably take him out fish. I drink him with the boys all night. No, I ain't no Messiah. I got trouble with wrong and right. No, I can't walk on water. Can't part the sea. The only miracle I've seen is you walking down the aisle of me. And I can't talk to God. I ain't divine. The only miracle I've seen is that I can call you mine. So far, so good. Ain't no carpenter could barely build a shelf. Couldn't build a religion. Can hardly follow myself. So take this toolbox before I hurt myself. I ain't no carver, can barely build a shell. Now I can't walk on water, can't part the sea. The only miracle I've seen is you walking down the aisle of me. And I can't talk to God, I ain't divine. The only miracle I've seen is that I can call you mine. Verse. Ain't no savior. Ain't got the words. How can you preach to the masses when you can barely talk to a girl? You get courage from some holy wine, but then your speech gets slurred. No, I ain't no Messiah. I ain't got the words. No, I can't walk on water. Can't part the sea. The only miracle I've seen is you walking down the aisle of me. No, I can't talk to God. I ain't divine. The only miracle I've seen is that I can call you mine. I can call you Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ellis Paul. This is Colleen Finn, live from the White Pine Room. And we're going back to the studio. Thank you so much, Ellis. Thank you, Walt Gander, for engineering. Thank you. It was Excellent. a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening at home. <laughs>